as long as you're committed to what you're doing, you put in a little bit each day, then you know that that's the best advice I can do is follow follow that that dream. Follow 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 the the path because the path will find itself for you if you if you do right by it. You're listening to the She Is Fierce podcast. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, a global women's network that elevates women's stories and gives you the tools and connections you need to live on purpose. On our podcast, you'll hear the inspiring stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have overcome challenges and built purpose-filled lives. And you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at my mission-driven business and learn how to brand and grow your own. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to be here with Katrina Skyback-Doyle. Katrina is the founder of Cloud Hill Flowers, and the name Cloud Hill is translated from Skyback, as she is Norwegian. Katrina is passionate about flowers and the art of floristry, and she has a distinction in floristry from Riddle University College. She's a studio-based floral designer, but her background is not in floristry, and she lives with her husband and two young children in Little Badau in Essex. So Katrina, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. Hi, Kelly. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great, and I am delighted to have you on, both because I love your beautiful floral work, but also because I think you have such a unique and powerful story about somebody who had one career trajectory, had a life-changing moment in time, and completely shifted gears and has been able to turn that into something really successful. And I know uh, for sure that that is something that the women who are listening to this conversation will be inspired by. So can I ask you to kind of kick us off by just sharing a little bit about how you went from one career and into what you do now? Wow, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I was, you know, not everyone went to, you know, university or anything like that. But when I left university, I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do whatsoever. So I tried to do lots of different things. I thought, okay, I, I can be, I could be this, I could do this, I could try that. Anyone who'll give me a job, I'll be really, really happy because then I feel like I've got some purpose because someone's hired me and it's going to be great. So I just, I went from job, different types of jobs, learning different skills as I went, but going from job to job in different ways, in different amounts of time, banking, recruitment, insurance, restaurants, PR, marketing, and just never really found my 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 place the place I wanted to end up never really so I was I was successful in those things and I did I did okay and London's a really vibrant place and it was a great great setting for building your skill set but I hadn't you know I know that you know today we're talking a lot about purpose and I just didn't have that purpose yet at all so when it all kind of started changing and because purpose and confidence are so aligned they're so aligned. So I wasn't a confident to go and try something new because I was like, well, I can, you know, that, what am I going to offer? What have I, what have I got? I, you know, I knew I wanted to be creative, but I was like, 
in what, in how. So, um, so it was when we got married, and we got married um, to my lovely husband Mark, and um, that whole process suddenly from having been in this whole, you know, different scenario to then actually going through the process of going through a wedding. And, you know, these t different types of suppliers you'd never come across before because you'd never been married before. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I found my thing. And I had two young children. And I was like, this is not a good time. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a good idea. But I, I've, the flowers, the flowers, what, what is this thing that I have not known about for so long? And, um, and I just, I was hooked. And that sense of purpose went out of control. I was like, okay. I need to do this and although my my priority is my children and and making sure that they're they're warm they're fed they're close they and but this is actually for everybody so yeah then basically I decided to completely turn around everything I'd ever done go for a creative thing I'd never done before um, and do that all when my children were two and four so quite a dependent age and you know really not easy trying to study me I did a two-year degree that I was doing around those young children and trying to find how I was going to make this happen and I set my business up the day I started college so I was doing it all at the same time and that that's how I started um so that yeah <laughs> well, I, it's been a very interesting time yes, ever since well I was gonna say that the first time that we met you started telling me a little bit of your story and I was like oh my gosh I love this because I think it's very uncommon to hear somebody say I just found this thing and not only did I discover mm. that I was passionate about it but I immediately took steps to do it right so I mean, I will say, I think I'm guilty of this as well, where we have this idea of, I know what I should be doing, or I know what maybe gives me a sense of purpose, but it's going to take a decade to get there, right? Or it's going to take a certain, uh, or I think maybe sometimes people wait for a moment in life or when things are all set up correctly or the children are old enough, like whatever that factor is that feels like, well, then it won't be overwhelming. But the reality is like, there's always going to be something, right? So I love your story of how you discovered this passion for floristry and then immediately took steps, right? So started a business, went in to get your degree and then have turned that into something amazing. So can I ask you to brag about yourself a little bit and share some of the incredible <laughs> awards that you've gotten and, uh, you know, like different achievements. You've been in all of these incredible shows. You've won a national award. Can you brag a little bit? <laughs> it's not the we I mean I mean I know, it's very uncomfortable for the English but you, here we are you have to do it but uh, you know but it's 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 a funny thing because actually I did I did go for it and I went and and went after my dream and thought right if I don't do this I don't have something to go back to and I don't want there was no sense that there was no compromise for failure at any point because I didn't know what else I was going to do so literally that was it I've never I don't think I've ever done anything a full hundred I never tell my old employers that but I was never a hundred and fifty percent I was barely just in the yeah. hundred because it wasn't a passion and if you are passionate about something you go above and beyond right you do everything that is absolutely 
you know, you're just obsessed, you're almost obsessed with the topic. So because of that kind of way of being about this whole flower, the world, the industry, weddings, everything, it just meant that it things happened really quickly. Things really, and I was just so, you know, and I was there with my hands going, <laughs> ah, about weddings. And people, I think, responded to that in a, in a way that then but wedding started coming in and my skill set got quickly very you know a lot better my exposure got a lot better and then i started getting nominated for things getting nominated for awards um for all sorts of bits and bobs i was like oh god oh no that's you know real imposter syndrome why am i being nominated for awards and i've been doing this to, i only graduated you know a year yeah. ago so i was only really three years in um, but then, you know, that went well, and then I got nominated again for something else. And then I, you know, got a sil like a silver medal, as it were. And then last year, which I think I told you about when I met you, was I'd be nominated by a whole host of people within my industry for the, a national level wedding and event um, category for the British Florist Association. So I was over the moon and I was like right that's it I took my sister we went to Leicester which is in the center of England no nowhere near where we live and I was like I'm gonna get a hotel it's gonna be great we're just gonna meet lots of people flower people and my sister has nothing to do with flowers but she was not she was like okay I'll do what I need to do um I never expected to win but because it was all based on your 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 skill set in that year and the customer service and the feedback from the people that you that you have served essentially and i was able to you know i did 55 weddings in a year on the year that i was assessed and all my work was assessed and i'd been talking at my uh, my where i graduated from i've become a guest speaker you know from time to time to come in talk about weddings all these things suddenly just propelled me and then it i won and i was like I mean, that was one of the best nights ever. I remember just dancing, dancing with lots of Dutch growers and having this fabulous evening and all these lovely people with the British Forest Association just, yeah, I, I was a little fiddled. <laughs> well, I mean, I, <laughs> I think that is so inspiring, right? So because of everything I said before, kind of discovering that passion, stepping into it, and then, you know, bringing, as you said, like bringing that passion into everything that you do has given you these incredible outcomes that you've been looking for. But also I think it's probably a whole other skill set that you're bringing to the table based on your many years of experience working in other professional settings, right? So not only are you bringing all this beautiful creativity, but also you are complementing that with some real business skills. So what does that look like for you as a business owner, kind of bringing your passion for, for floristry, but also as you grow and as you start to bring in more revenue and as you have to grow your team like there are many different factors how do you balance some of those things with that sense of passion and purpose well the i mean the one thing i'd probably say about creatives is a lot of people in the creative industry are not necessarily business people so that alignment is not always there i mean it, it what with all the world in the world Anyone who decides to set up a floristry business, whether small or, or big, will have a way they want to do it. But we don't all have, you know, and, and everything I had from the past, I always refer to as puzzle pieces, pieces that have led to be able to, you know, a bit of marketing, a bit of PR, a bit of this, a bit of finance, 
that has actually allowed me to then set up a platform and run a successful floristry business in a way that, you know, it's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, it's not that it's uncommon, but it doesn't happen in every business yeah, at all. So, you know, the, that balance of trying then to, to grow your skill set, grow your craft, grow your reputation, grow everything. But from a creative point of view, where obviously there is, everybody has a different opinion on whether you are, you know, what you're, what they, whether it's good, whether it's not their taste, whether it's not their style. So you're, you're, you, you, you are very much, you are subject to your client base and what, you know, appealing to your market or trying to find out what market you are, then try and manage lots of other creative people, <laughs> which is wonderful, but that's, a tr that's not a, that's not an easy thing because they're not necessarily corporate or business um it, they don't have that necessarily that experience so everybody that works in my business i have i've met at college or has worked or been through that system so that we all have the same foundation because i think that makes it easier to be able to kind of find that level ground of where where we all need to be um but it's yeah managing it can 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 be quite challenging because it is a very busy and it's a very emotional and you know the the the, the end all result the, the purpose of of my existence my company is to create happiness for the people that book me but also you know a lot of these people that work for me would almost work for free because they love flowers that much and you don't find a lot of industries where people really have that invested um love for for the the type of work that you're doing so it's it's quite a special thing that it it it's definitely finding your way through it is yeah. quite interesting. Um, that was a great answer. And I, um, one of the things that I think I have heard you talk about before and that I heard a little bit of in there is this idea of adaptability. So I want to ask you mm. first, you know, would you say that your adaptability is the characteristic that has probably helped you to succeed fairly quickly? Or is there another characteristic that you think, you know, with this specific determination or you know, any characteristic that has helped you to succeed really, I think at a pretty brisk pace, right? Well, I started six, six years ago. So, and now I'm at a point where, you know, a lot of very, very exciting things are happening. And we just did the national flower show, which was really great to be, you know, a designer there. So I think, I think adaptability is a huge part of it because it's a very versatile, you know, the business I'm in is very, very versatile. There's a lot of different individuals, different types of companies, but that applies to anything. You know, any, any type of industry is going to need to be adaptable. But I think because of the life that I live with my children, I work from home. I'm trying to, to keep everyone alive and, and healthy and do all the things that so many women have to do when they're trying to work and they're trying to run a business so you've got to be a chameleon and you've got to be adaptable you've got to do all these these things and you've got to go above and beyond the whole time to make it all balance out so it's so important and the last couple of years has been even more mental you've had for us i mean obviously the whole world had covid in terms of that trying to deal with all that 
But from us, from my side, I've also had to throw in Brexit, which you know is something that threw a massive curveball for us because all a lot of our flowers come from Holland. So it's a huge, all our, you know, a lot of the the produce was that whole supply chain, the pricing structures, the availability, everything just became very, very complicated. Then got better. Then COVID came along. And then we kind of were managing our way and we learned how to be even, we're quite a flexible, I run quite a flexible business. And I think that also is something that people respond to, that you, you really work with them, you listen to what they need. But that meant through COVID that you could really be able to adapt to the, the horrendous situations people were finding themselves in, rescheduling their weddings three, four, sometimes five times, and the stress that that brings and the emotional baggage that brings. So without being adaptable, that would we wouldn't have gone through, we wouldn't yeah. have got through that. And now we've got super, like super inflation as well. So it's like, if you're not adaptable, these things will wipe you Absolutely. out. <laughs> We're still here, yeah, kicking away. Incredibly <laughs> proud, and I think to your point, I know, um, you know, obviously in the states we didn't have to deal with Brexit, but through that whole period of COVID and all these other things that you've had on top of that, I, I've said this to many people, but if if as a small business owner you were able to get through that, I feel like you can get through anything, right? And now with all of that adaptability, with all of that resilience that's built up, you have the ability to kind of say okay, like if I can find a place of some sense of calm, then I can grow and scale because you already have those skill sets built up. So um, full credit to you and anybody who was able to kind of just maintain and, and even grow during that period. Yeah, it's, it was, I, I, think, I think a lot of people found it really, really hard, wherever you were in the world, in whatever type of business, it would have been a really difficult time and actually, in new businesses, really difficult because you know the the, the the whole ground shifted and and your whole way of targeting your your clients shifted. And you know, luckily, I I would used a lot online, lot you know, Instagram and all the socials. You know, really work in my industry. That's not the same for you know a lot of others where they needed that physical contact. And and it was really a really really hard hard time but actually the really i mean there's some phenomenal small businesses that have come through that time and actually really interestingly from covid it, these things you know these amazing small business also evolved where people suddenly were in a position that they'd never been in before my sister has done this my sister is my, my two years younger she'd been working in events really really high level events in london and then was kind of in a situation where I've got to think outside the box. She's now setting up a, a luxury swimwear line. Which is incredible. So we'll have to have body. her on the podcast at some point in the future. <laughs> like an amazing thing, because it's a niche thing. She was like, I, we have to stay in the country because of COVID. I've got nothing to wear. So then she went and did something about it because of that environment we were in. And actually the sense of entrepreneurial yeah. spirit actually amongst a lot, you know, not everybody, but there was definitely a, a, a good bulk of people that suddenly were like, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to try. And she was one. And, you know, I felt like I was a few years. So we've been, you know, we, we work a lot to try and inspire each other, motivate each other, her, you know, because it is hard running yourself, you know, yourself, if you're self-employed, 
You've only got your your head and your ideas and you in your finance, your marketing, your PR, you are the PA, you're, yeah. you're everything. And it's really it's hard work. Which really leads me work. to this question, and that is how do you stay motivated within all of those pieces, right? Because I think that sometimes it's not it's like <laughs> you can be you can have so much passion, but the day-to-day I mean, I know for me, the thing that stresses me out more than anything is my inbox, right? It's not the big, huge, intimidating things. It's not putting myself out. It's not all of those things that everyone thinks are scary. It's like, oh my God, how many emails do I have to get through, right? So how do you stay motivated (laughs) to uh, keep going at a high level? I mean, motivation's a really tricky one because everyone motivates themselves differently, don't they? So... I, I just, I, I love to get it. I love waking up knowing that I've set myself tasks for the day that I know that they're object. And let's face it as a, as a mother with two children that are, you know, there before I start work, then they come back, I'm still working. You know, I have to, I have to be versatile. I have to work around all these things. You know, I work at home. So there's all sorts of things that get distracted, but I mean, it's, it really, it's really, really, it's it's tricky to to be motivated the whole day. But when I wake up in the morning and I think, right, I've set myself those objectives, I'm gonna do what I can. But the most important things, I write. I'm such a list maker, and I know it's ridiculous. And I've got all that, and I write them down because as I'm as I'm writing, I'm thinking, and you know, I've always got a list. My my husband hates my lists, but it keeps me sane. And it keeps me motivated because I think, right, I've, I've, I've achieved this cross. I've achieved this cross. Because realistically, you will never, if I set myself 10 things, five will get done. But that's okay. And if, it's, and if I'm not dealing with it very well, I'll probably have a glass of wine just to make myself feel a little better if I need to. But, that's, but then that doesn't have to happen either. It's just motivation can, can dwindle, mm. can't it? It can dwindle, but it's, it's looking at what you've, achieved sometimes looking back what have you what did you do yesterday that went well what did you do a year ago that went well looking back at what you've done and then actually thinking what am i what am i going to do in the future what are these what are these things actually i'm looking to try and get to this goal and that's for me i know the type of florist you know one day i'd love to do big installations big weddings and that's my goal so that motivation is there and i'm working towards it because it's a, it's a passion and I think your passion drives you it motivates you it's in your in your gut and if you know if the, the, the people that really want want it I feel they'll they'll succeed at it and everyone does it in a different way and that's that's the way it should be it needs to be everyone's journeys completely mm. their own I love so that I think that's that's the main it's it's yeah it's, it's, but it's not constant. No, certainly not well and and to kind of continue that thought we talked, we talked around the idea of purpose, but let me ask you what purpose really means to you. So you've, you've kind of found this incredible sense of passion and purpose for what you're doing. What does that phrase actually mean to you in your day-to-day life? Purpose is, I mean, is my, is my reason for getting up. It's, it's my, it's the, it's the feeling of being able to contribute to to exist for something that's worthwhile. My, com- my company is such a personal thing to me 
So, you know, my sense of purpose every day is driven by this company that I've grown from infancy. It, the name's my name. It's a Norwegian thing. It's got a Viking symbol from a Viking ship that I found in a... You know, it's, it's all... It's, per, it's a personal thing. So it, that sense of purpose is, is, is there because that is, that is me. And, to, and I think it's really important to... To, if, that, if you have that sense of purpose, to, to, to go with it, to give back where you can. And, and it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, all, it's giving. It's, it's that constant mm. sense of giving um, to be able to make people happy um, in the, I mean, in the yeah. industry that I'm in. It's really, it's really important to, to have that, that happy couple, that you're part of their memories. So my, you know, purpose for me is very much making sure that I achieve that and that mm. everyone was happy. So let me ask you kind of as an, again, an extension of that. Um, what advice you have for women who are listening, who either have a wonderful idea, right? So they've, they've come to that moment that you came to when you had your wedding and you went, Oh my gosh, there's like a real career in this. I could actually do this. Um, so they found something they're passionate about or something they believe that they could do really well, or maybe they've even started their business and they're in that space of, I love this thing, but also this is hard, right? What advice do you have to women who are in that space right now? I think if 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 there's something that you you know you that you've got a burning desire that 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 is a business idea, something that you really really need to do, then you've got to you've got to find a way to do it. Even if you start small, start slow, you know, every business platform at the beginning is different isn't it so you've just but it's that having that conviction to think I may not know everything now that's okay but I will learn and I'm committed to what I'm doing and I love what I want I know what I want to create I might not know how to do it yet because it's a constant of evolution every single day of what what you you need to do in order to go to the next step to the next step but it's having the courage to actually say right you know i'm gonna try i'm gonna try this i'm gonna go for it because you know a lot of people that have ideas about maybe small businesses that they want to start at the beginning might have another job they they can't just put all their eggs in one basket and go for it that's a lot of the time that's not a real situation people find themselves in so they've got to you know be able to start somewhere the best advice i can do is follow follow that that dream follow 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 the the path because the path will find itself for you if you if you do right by it if that makes sense yeah absolutely and so you know as we kind of come to uh close to the end of our conversation i want to ask you something that we ask often which is you know, thinking back about your story and, and everything that you've shared with us and your experiences, is there something that you feel called to do next, right? So you shared like aspiring to do those bigger weddings, but is there something in your, in your bigger picture in your life that you're like, you know what, with everything I've been through, this is what I'm going to um, explore next in my journey. I think the next, the next step is, is to to continue with the weddings because we're a specialist and go for those bigger weddings, do, do that. But I really want to, I feel like, I feel so privileged and I feel so grateful for the, for the career that I now have and, and the, where I am within that now, 
that I want to give back. I want to, so I'm going to set up, you know, an online flower school. I'm going to be able to try and be able to then provide a platform for other people that want to also explore this thing, floristry, that they think they really like, but do they like it? Do they know enough about it that, you know, can provide business courses to be able to enable and empower people to be able to look at those creative options and you know you can do this in lots of different industry but i think my my goal for the next kind of couple of years is to to be able to build that so that i can really add value to people in the, in the, from a, especially a business sense because creativity is personal and art and you know anything artistic is personal so it's a very you know i'm not going to try and I, I can teach people how to make lovely flowers but it's, I want to add value to people's journeys and help people, you know, build their own dreams of floral businesses. That's my, that's my aspiration to, to give, give back. And, and that sense of, that sense of purpose is definitely streamed into that. I love that. So I cannot wait for that to happen. And we'll have to share that when it does, when it all comes to fruition, we'll share it with everyone in our community. Um, and as we kind of close up our conversation um, I want to ask you one last question, which is really just your words of wisdom for the people that will be listening to this conversation. If there was something that you could share with women in general, it doesn't have to be a business related thing, um, something that you could just leave them with. What would, what would you like to share? Without, without sounding like I'm completely repeating it, cause I, I could go on, I could talk to you about hours. I could talk to you about literally for hours and hours and hours on this topic, but it's, it's, it is, it's in a, it's for me, it's a small, you know, a small obsession. It's, you know, it's a good obsession to have flowers of beautiful things, but I, you know, everybody has got their own thing that they think, Ooh, I could read this. I could really get my teeth into. I could really enjoy this. And I think the, the one thing is, is just go for it try it if it doesn't work it's not the end of the world it's it's but you'll re you might regret it if you don't and then there are, you never know yes a lot of small businesses don't work out it's that's and that's okay but you know you speak to these big companies sometimes that they, they gave it a few goes and then it worked and actually just you've just got to give it a go follow your heart be you know follow your passion and just have the courage to do it um, and you never know what will happen. Um, and that's, that's the exciting thing if you, if you allow it to happen. That was beautiful. So Katrina, thank you so much. It's Katrina Skyback Doyle from Cloud Hill Flowers. I'm so honored that you joined me today. And I know we will have people listening to this that I hope will one day hire you to do their flowers. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely, lovely, lovely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the She Is Fierce podcast. Join our community of fierce female leaders and women on the rise who are ready to level up, make more money, find more joy, and make their mark in the world inside our She Is Fierce membership, our high-level CEO mastermind circle for entrepreneurs, or at one of our sold-out live events. Choose how you want to get involved at sheisfiercehq.com.